continue now with our time in the Word of God, and uh, we are going to be opening up together in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verses 13 to 14, and then uh, chapter um, 9, uh, we will also open up. We'll have two passages, one in, um, in chapter 7 and the other one in chapter 9. And um, before that, just as our brother Al said, we have a couple of things going on this week, including um, the joint Christmas Eve service that we're going to be having with our friends and partners in the gospel, Rise Church over on Caldwell. And that's going to be at 4.30 and 6. So um, think about which service you want to be a part of. And we're going to meet just before, 15 minutes before each one of those. So we'll be out toward the front um, and then we can go in together. So on Saturday, December 24th, if you're going to go to the 4.30, just meet us out in front at 4.15, and if you're going to go to the 6 p.m., meet us out in front around 5.45, but uh, we'll uh, make a plan for that, but plan to be at one of those services. It'll be great to rejoice. I'll be sharing a couple of prayers during that service as well, and would love for our church family to be able to, uh, to take part in that as well. But as I mentioned, we're going to continue now in uh, the Word of God by opening up the Scriptures. We're going to start in Isaiah chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. La Escritura de hoy viene del libro de Isaías, capítulo 7, versículos 13 al 14. And I'll be reading for us in English, but you can go ahead and follow along in Spanish or the language of your heart. Uh, Isaiah chapter 7, 13 to 14, and it should be up right behind me as well. Then Isaiah said... Hear now, you house of David, is it not to try the patience of humans? Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. En español, versículo 14, por eso el Señor mismo les dará una señal, la Virgen concebirá y dará a luz a hijo y lo llamará Emmanuel, Dios con nosotros. And then the second passage comes also from Isaiah in and verses 6 to 7 here in chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, to us a sign is given, and the government or authority will be on his shoulder, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government or authority and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Vamos orar. Lord, we thank you for this Christmas season, Lord. We thank you that today we actually celebrate something that you did, Lord, a miracle. You came into this world in order to save us, in order to bring us back to yourself. Entraste a este mundo, Señor, para salvarnos, Dios Santo. 
And Lord, through your humble presence, even in the form of a baby, Lord, you began an eternal work, an eternal work of salvation that impacts all people in all times, in all places, and all of creation as well. Today, God, would you help us to see Christmas with new eyes, with fresh eyes, Lord? Amaze us by this truth, God, by this story where you do extraordinary things through ordinary people. We're all ordinary people, Lord, today, just as the first folks in the first Christmas were all ordinary people, but you used us all, you used them for extraordinary purposes. Would you do the same with us today, Lord? Usanos, Señor, para tus propósitos. We love you, Lord. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So through this season of Advent or of Christmas, as we've been preparing for Christmas together, we've actually been reflecting on Christmas from different lenses. We've been looking at different passages in the Bible that actually all point to the Christmas story. And we've been able to identify from other scriptures outside of the birth story that we find in Matthew and Luke other scriptures that actually help us understand the meaning of Christmas. And we're asking God to help us uh, see Christmas with a new lens, with a new meaning in this season. The greatest story ever told is what the Christmas story has been called. La, la, la más grande historia en toda la historia es, es, es el cuento de Navidad. And we're trying to get a new perspective to this story. It, the Christmas story is actually the story that impacts every story in the Bible. And it actually impacts the human story radically as well. It impacts all of, all of creation and all people as well. What we see in Christmas is actually God entering into the messiness of human life. In Christmas, God works through mystery, and he brings purpose. En la Navidad, Dios hace un milagro y trae propósito. In the Christmas story, we actually see how people who felt like they were just on the margins, who felt like they didn't matter, who had no value in this world or in this life, how God actually sees them and uses them for his purposes. Again, God uses ordinary people for extraordinary purposes. People like you and people like me. That's part of the message of Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, Dios con nosotros. Emmanuel is really the combination, the culmination of the promises of God, the presence of God, and the power of God all together in this miraculous event of Christmas. In Christmas, in this event of Emmanuel, to put it in modern language, God shows up. God comes down to the messiness of the human experience. And in Scripture, that we see the story of how God entered the world through Jesus. Christmas is actually how we witness to God's presence. Jesus Christ is God with us the true God, the one whose image we are created in. 
That's the story. That's the miracle of Christmas. Through this event, we celebrate Christmas. And actually, Christmas is a really, really, really big deal in the Christian faith. It's one of the the key milestones in the story of salvation where God shows up. Then that has a big word, a big doctrinal word, and that word is actually incarnation. Christmas is the event of the incarnation where God becomes human in Jesus Christ. God shows up. He takes initiative to save us and to restore us and to restore our connection with him. Once again, God is not passive. He is active. He sees the disconnect, and he takes a step toward us. That's part of what he does in this Christmas story, Christmas brings purpose. Christmas reveals God's plan to restore and reconnect us. La Navidad trae propósito, nos enseña los planes de Dios. Christmas, again, has that power to bring purpose in our lives. Christmas reveals the plans of God to restore us back to himself. Now, that word, purpose, is so important, especially these days, in a time where so many folks are struggling with purpose, Christmas is a way where we can actually uh, find purpose once again. Even when what we hear and experience in our lives seems to point in the direction of pointlessness or purposelessness, something in us still points to purpose. We always want to know the reason why things happen or why they don't happen. That's a longing that's inside of us that God created us for. Each one of us were created in the image of God that's stamped in our hearts. So eternity and purpose is in us. We want to know the plan. We want to know the purpose for our lives or the purpose for this life in general. Queremos saber el propósito de nuestras vidas y el plan que Dios tiene para nosotros. Why do we each and every one of us want to know? Why do we have that hunger, that desire? Because God has set eternity in our hearts. He has set our hearts for purpose. And part of Christmas, we get to see God's purpose, God's plans for us as his people. We all long for purpose, and that makes sense. We want to understand how things work, especially when things go wrong in our lives. We want to know why. We long for this sense of purpose because there is purpose. God created you for a purpose. God created you for a cause, for a calling. And here in Christmas, we see part of God's big plan for purpose. We were created for eternity. We were created for more. Each one of us, we assume there's a plan, especially when there's a challenge and, and we ask, why is this happening? Or we ask God for direction or for, for guidance. We want pur purpose because we're created in the image of God. We're created for more. Even you, if you may uh, identify as a Christian or non-Christian or uh, a religious or non-religious person. We see it in a person in, in culture, in society. People still use these phrases filled with purpose, especially when there are challenges. Phrases like, 
well, everything happens for a reason. Or I guess it was his or her time. Again, when we don't have purpose, we go looking for purpose. And in the Christmas story, it's actually purpose that finds us. God comes to us. He makes a way. He makes a plan. He gives us purpose. When we experience challenge and we experience suffering, which was happening in the first Christmas as well, this can be an opportunity to either draw closer to God or to drift away from God. I've seen both happen in people's lives. I've seen people go through great suffering and challenge in their lives, and some use that opportunity or are able to, um, to draw nearer to God through their suffering. I've seen others shell up in fear and walk away. Both of those opportunities are there. Purpose is available for us either way to draw nearer to God or to drift. When we don't have purpose, we go looking for it. There's something in us that longs for order, that longs for a plan, that longs for something good in this world. It's a desire in each of us, and it comes from somewhere. Or to put it even clearer, it comes from someone, someone that created us in his image. The human soul insists that there is more. Nuestras almas nos recuerdan que hay propósito en esta vida porque Dios nos creó en su imagen. Our soul insists that there's more, that this is not all there is, that the narrative, the story that we hear on the news or in society, that this is not all that there is. There is more. There is more to life than meets the eye. There is a God who has a purpose and a plan for humanity. There is a God who is at work and on the move. And this is a plan that requires challenge and also disruption to our own assumptions and our own plans that we may have for our lives or for the way things should be or ought to be. We worship a God who loves us so much that he interrupts our world to give us new purpose. And on the first Christmas, God interrupted human plans. God interrupted the systems that said this is all there is. God interrupted principalities, powers, and authorities of this world in order to introduce us to a new purpose and a new meaning that we can all be a part of. En Navidad, Dios nos da nuevo propósito. The Christmas story is the story of a special moment in time where God's story and the human story meet in this beautiful kind of collision. God becomes human in Jesus Christ. Humans can now connect with God in and through Jesus. And this is a miracle. We can't explain it. In Christmas, we just celebrate the miracle. We receive the miracle and we pass it on to others. That's what God does during Christmas. 
He provides us with the gift of this miracle, with the gift of purpose. We can receive it, pass it on, and give God all the glory. So the birth of Jesus really is a reminder to us that the hunger and the desire that we have for purpose and meaning, that that's not just a random thing. That's something that's deeply ingrained in each and every one of us. El deseo de propósito en nuestros corazones es algo que Dios nos ha puesto. God gives us purpose. God entered into our story and disrupted our assumptions. He interrupted our plans to invite us into a greater plan, a greater story that we can all be a part of. And neither you or me or any one of us individually is actually the main character, the main protagonist in this greater story that we're all a part of. Jesus is the main character. Jesus is the reason for the season. He is the one who gathers us all here together in this, in this Christmas season. And the amazing part is that when we abide, when we trust in Jesus, he actually lives in us and through us. And when we align our hearts and our purpose with Jesus, we become active parts. We, become, we take active roles, active members in this living story that God is up to. The main story that we are all connected to. Christmas invites us to this bigger story, to this bigger purpose that we were created for. La Navidad nos invita a una historia más grande. God, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, his purposes for this story, they may be different from what we expect or what we may have in mind. That's part of what we learn of during Christmas, that God's ways are not always our ways, that his, his ways are actually greater than our ways. His thoughts are beyond our thoughts. You know, one of my favorite people in the whole Christmas story is actually Mary. Mary teaches so much, not only by her words, but by her example, by her life, by her actions. María nos enseña tanto um, por medio de sus acciones. Mary teaches us something that I love to call, which is the sign of true discipleship in the scriptures. Mary teaches us living faith and living truth. Not just faith and truth as information and knowledge, but living truth and living faith. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she didn't understand the whole plan of what God was doing. And if anyone was interrupted or disrupted by God's plans on the first Christmas, it was Mary. She didn't know what was going on. Yes, Joseph too. But Mary especially, both Mary and Joseph, they trusted God with a living faith, with a childlike faith even when all of the plans in front of them didn't make sense to them. They held on to hope. They held on to faith. They held on to that peace that goes beyond understanding. Mary and Joseph trusted in God's purposes for their lives and for all of humanity, even when the plans in front of them didn't make sense. So today, 
And in this Christmas season, may we be reminded of this. Even when the plan that we're walking through doesn't seem to make all of the sense in the world, continue to trust in God's purposes. He has purpose for you, and He's bringing it all together for His glory in a way that's beyond what you could even think of or imagine. I love how in this first Christmas, after hearing the good news from the angel Gabriel, how did Mary respond? She responded with joy. She didn't know what to say, so what did she do? She began to sing. We read about this in Matthew and Luke and Mary's song, and she was just overwhelmed. She didn't know how to respond to this, but she knew God had a plan. God had a purpose for her. God had a purpose for all of humanity, so she began to sing with a deep joy that was beyond words. Maria empezó a, a cantar por medio de las promesas de Dios. How about you? What would cause you to overwhelmingly celebrate, to begin to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily do, like sing or dance? You know, oftentimes we do this, we, we act in a different kind of way when we don't know how to respond, when we hear very good news. When we hear good news um, of, of a new season, a new opportunity, a new relationship, a new family, a new life, we respond in an unlikely kind of way with joy as, as, Mary, as Mary did in this first Christmas. You know, I remember for me, um, several, <clears throat> excuse me, um, several years ago, uh, as uh, you know, with everyone here just navigating this, this season of uh, pandemic and of challenges um, personally and then also as a church and just navigating all of that together in just a, a very stressful time. I remember in the midst of all of that getting some good news and it was the story of how we, I came to, uh, to learn that my third child, Leander, was going to be born. And it was a surprise. Um, it was actually in a, a letter that my wife Charlotte wrote for me, and she put it in my, in my desk there at um, the home office. And it was in a time that was a very stressful time for me, just like for many of you over these past couple of years. Some of you know this about me, but over the past two years, two and a half years, I really was navigating a lot of challenges, especially feeling like there was just a huge cloud, a huge dark cloud over my head and was with me every single day and asking God why. I didn't know what my purpose or what my calling was. I had to reconnect with God in all of that once again. Yet in the midst of that stressful time, of that chaotic time, I got a message, this written letter from my wife that we were going to be expecting a third child being born. It was good news in the midst of unknown, in the midst of uncertainty in the plans. We trusted in God's purposes. And that's just a personal example for me and for my family. What is it for you? But the amazing gift of Christmas is that the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ is a message of good news for all of us in the midst of the darkest, most uncertain, most chaotic times. There's that letter 
that letter of joy, that letter of hope for you. That God has a plan. God has a purpose. The meaning of Christmas reminds us that because of Jesus, joy cannot be contained. That because of Jesus, joy will not be contained by our circumstances. Because of Jesus, hope will not be crushed. Hope will not be crushed by our challenges. Hope and joy will prevail. That's part of why Mary sang in that first Christmas. And in this Christmas, several thousands of years later, we're in the routine once again at the end of the year. We come together to rejoice, to sing, and to remember what Christmas is all about and specifically who Christmas is all about. Christmas is all about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the gift of God with us, Emmanuel. You know, in, in fact, even what we're doing here is exactly how Christmas uh, started in the Christian family, in the Christian tradition. Um, why it's called Christmas is actually, it used to be called Christ Mass, right? It was Christ and a mass with a gathering of God's people coming together to hear the Christmas story once again. So we're able to retell that story to each other in this Christmas once again. Jesus is our living hope and our living savior here and now. We have living hope through a living savior. And my prayer is that together we would receive this gift of joy, this gift of hope, this gift of faith, and above all, this gift of peace during this Christmas. So friends, brothers, sisters, Merry Christmas to all. Feliz Navidad a todos. And may the joy of our Lord Jesus Christ be our strength, be our peace and our purpose in this season and in the year to come. Amen. Let's pray together. Thank, <clears throat> thank you, Lord Jesus. Te damos gracias, Dios Santo. Thank you, Father, that you are our joy and you are our peace, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you go beyond any expectations that we may have. You give us the gift of yourself, the gift of Emmanuel, Lord God. That's beyond what we could ask for or imagine. Thank you, Lord, that your word grows continuously in and through us through the power of this miracle of Emmanuel, God with us. And Lord, during this Advent and Christmas season, we celebrate that the word became flesh. And God, we pray that through the power of your Holy Spirit, that the word would continue to become flesh in us. Señor, te damos gracias, Señor, que en Navidad, Emmanuel, Dios con nosotros, tu presencia vino con nosotros. Ayúdanos, Señor, vivir en tu presencia. The 
word became flesh in us. Help us to live in your presence, God. Thank you for your gifts, Lord. God, I pray for anyone that may be struggling with purpose, with meaning in this season. I pray that this would be an opportunity for us to pause, Lord, and know that we don't have to just look to ourselves for that, but we can look to you. God, thank you that even when we feel like there's challenge after challenge left and right all around us, God, thank you, God, that you don't call us to be the fixers of all of that, but you call us to fix our eyes on you, Jesus. That's what we're doing today. Just as those wise men did in that first Christmas, Lord, they followed the light, your light, God, and that led them to you. Help us, God, to fix our eyes on you and to follow that light that you lead us to, Lord, just into your presence. We love you, Lord. We trust you. Holy Spirit, would you just continue to live out in us this new thing that you're doing, this new purpose that you're calling us to, Lord. We celebrate, God, that you came down to us to give us new meaning and new purpose. May we receive that and live that out, God. Holy Spirit, would you continue to make that word become flesh in us, that we may receive the gift of Emmanuel, God with us, and give that gift to others as well. To give you all the glory, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are the miracle maker and the purpose giver. We love you, Lord.